Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. Hope you're having a great night. Hope you're good. Hope you're getting ready for the holidays. I hope you're making money. I hope you're relaxing. I hope you're doing something fun. And if you're not, let me try my best to help. I get started, though, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. This is the second hour of the show. If you missed the first hour, hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. A big shout out to everybody hopping on and joining, listening on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. So whether you're at home, in the car, at the job, leaving a job, going to work, I don't know what you're doing. Thank you for being here. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And we got a busy night. I got two more nights here before the holidays, and then you won't hear from me until, uh, you know, after New Year's. So enjoy me tonight. Enjoy me tomorrow. We open up the show by showing a lot of love to to Franco Harris, able to share with you, obviously, uh, what has been recognized as the most amazing play in NFL history, the Immaculate Reception. I talked about my own interaction with him. Such a great human being he was. Uh, Shep was able to share the same. And then you have never heard a negative word said about this man. And uh, I I think that says so much more about him than who he was as a football player, which was an absolute Hall of Famer. There's so much that gets put into that one play. Uh, He was an amazing guy, had an amazing career, was a bruising dude, and was an even better person so much love and and, and r.i.p to franco harris as we continue on with the show next hour it's a new top six list every single wednesday night into thursday morning i bring you a new top six and tonight because it's the holidays we did this top six last year right before christmas and hanukkah and kwanzaa and festivus and whatever the hell else people celebrate and we're going to do it again this year it's a top six list of teams that absolutely need a holiday miracle. Yeah, these teams are hanging on by the, the skin of their teeth. They're in trouble. They, they might be down. They might be out. Uh, but they might have some life. And so that top six list is coming to you next 
hour. And in a few minutes, I absolutely must. There were two big stories. Unfortunately, one this morning was Franco Harris, and the other one was Carlos Correa not going to the San Francisco Giants, but Carlos Correa going to the New York Mets, whose lineup is absolutely ridiculous and whose payroll even goes further than that. The, the New York Mets are, are out of this world right now. And uh, Steve Cohen, he's, he's like a supervillain. He's like the guy in the meetings who sits in the corner and he never speaks and everybody hates his guts. I want to talk to you about Steve Cohen in a second. We have a few callers who have been waiting patiently on the line. It's 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Sam is here from Portland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, I love your show, and, and, and it's just a pleasure to listen to you. I tweeted you the photo from the statue um, at the airport. I've been going back to games since 96. I've been a fan since I was 7, 54 years old. And the Steelers have been my one and only team my entire life. This morning I got text messages from like 10 different people, didn't know what was going on. Everybody telling me Franco had died. And it's a sad, it's a sad day for Steeler Nation, for people that love the Steelers football, and for us fans. You know, part of my childhood died today, and and it just I've been reflecting on how much I love the Steelers and that era and those players. I had a chance to meet Franco in 2013, uh, last game of the season against the Cleveland Browns. Um, it was kind of a funny story, but I won't go into it, but. It was great to meet him and to be around him, and he was everything you've said. He was such a a great person. He was Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was him. And um, I don't think that it was – one of your callers says that that Steelers missed the boat in not retiring his his jersey earlier. I don't think so. I don't think it it ever mattered to him because he knew how much he was loved and how how much he was Steeler Nation. So to his son, Doc, and to his – his wife, and to all Steeler Nation. Rest in peace, Franco. We love you, and and we'll see you on the field in heaven. Thanks for the call, man. Well, thank you so much for the amazing call. Thank you, Sam, for calling from Portland. Skip is here from Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hi, JR. Happy holidays to you. To you as well, Skip. What's on your mind? Well, I was talking about the Immaculate Reception, and I remember watching that game as an 11-year-old, and I'm 61 now. And I think Jack Tatum was the individual that actually made that play happen. Correct. I don't know the receptionist for the uh, Steelers, but back in the day, I believe the rule was that once that ball became airborne, someone from the Raiders had to have touched that ball before Franco could have touched it. Correct. I don't think that rule exists today. Right. That's why the play. That's why the play continued on. Because you, you weren't you weren't able to go out there and quote unquote double tap the ball. Correct. Two offensive people could not touch that ball simultaneously. And I don't think that's the rule today. Is that correct? The ball is free game today. Yeah, I believe so. I, we we've seen the ball bounce off a human being, and if it ends up in the hands of somebody else, you you go ahead yeah. and run with it. Yes, but I just I remember that, and uh, it's as fresh today as it was fifty years ago. So. Have a great holiday, and thank you for your time. 
You as well, Skip. Thank you for calling from Maryland. You know, there's there's been so many people who have talked about that play being the defining defining moment of their childhood, which pretty much helped just expose them to the NFL. And the fact that you can talk about it 50 years later and go, well, what was it? I mean, Franco, even prior to his passing, he he talked about how magical it was. And, you know, he's just like, yeah, the ball ended up here with me and I took it and ran with it. And he scored the touchdown. A matter of fact, he talked about it this week. He talked about it recently over the years. And here's Franco talking about that play, the immaculate reception, right on the Steelers' YouTube channel. Take a listen. I just remember going into the end zone and I'm not grasping everything at that time. And and I guess I you know, will probably say that that play has grown over the years, Stan. What do you think? <laughs> the greatest play in NFL history is still described as that. Yeah, and that is so awesome. I mean, that's, you know, so hard to, you know, to put your hands around to say in 100 years of NFL that uh, that one play was chosen number one. Yeah, so the when the NFL did its top 100 list of plays, that was chosen as the, the number one play in NFL history, memorable play, and it was also voted number one by the NFL Network. And so we all have a lot to look forward to this upcoming Saturday where Franco would have been honored and had his number retired. Uh, it will be equally as interesting to see how the Steelers perform at home against those same Raiders who were involved in the Immaculate Reception back in 1972. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Franco was the sad news of, of the day this morning. The surprising, ridiculously surprising news came through this morning, not too long after I got off air last night. When we all found out, well, let's walk through things. The San Francisco Giants were supposed to have a press conference to announce the signing of Carlos Correa. That was supposed to take place yesterday, okay? All of a sudden, it gets canceled. It wasn't formally announced that it was Carlos Correa, but everybody knew that's what it was, and then it it was kind of scuttled. And then we find out that there's an issue potentially with uh, his medical history. He's had a history of back issues. And then you don't think anything of it. And then at around 3 a.m. Eastern time, uh, you know, a little after midnight on the West Coast, it's announced and at least reported that Carlos Correa is no longer signing with the San Francisco Giants. Carlos Correa is joining the New York Mets on a 12-year, $315 million deal. We talked about Carlos Correa signing last week to the Giants and how ridiculous it was. And he's actually signing for less money now here with the New York Mets, but I don't think he's going to go broke on, I don't know, know, 30 to $40 million less. And so Carlos Correa is a Met. I mean, we just heard from Justin Verlander just, just yesterday talking about the reason why Justin Verlander signed with the New York Mets was because of Steve, Steve Cohen, 
the owner, the man who is now moving into his his third season as owner of the New York Mets next year. And and think about some of the names that he's added just this offseason. A matter of fact, forget this offseason. Let's start off this year and then in the past. Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander. He just re-signed his own center fielder, Brandon Nimmo. Eight years, 162 mil. Verlander's getting 43 per. You know, last year, he brings in a Max Scherzer, gives him $43 million. He just signed a dude from Japan. Senga gives him 75. Edwin Diaz gets $100-plus million to be the closer. He brings in one of the best closers in baseball over the past 10 years in David Robertson. We hear trade rumors about that the Mets trying to bring in Liam Hendricks. This just, this is ridiculous. Francisco Lindor got 10 years, $341 million. When I do my Saturday show in New York City, I've had to hear New York Met fans call me up for the past two or three years since the sale. And they're, they're just shell-shocked. They have PTSD. It's like Steve Cohen owned the New York Mets. He bought the team officially in 2020. I had people calling me in January of 2021, before the season even started, worrying about when they were going to sign uh, you know, Francisco Lindor. And it seems like the same old New York Mets that the Wilpons own. And I'm like, the man has owned the team for three months. And you're already whining and crying and complaining? The dude is worth $17 billion. He puts to shame the other owners, especially the owners in baseball who don't want to spend a damn penny. Hi, Bob Nutty. And so here you have a guy who doesn't need money. He's not going to make money off of the New York Mets until maybe, I don't know, he passes it to his kids. Maybe this is a, a toy for them in the future. He ain't worried about turning a profit tomorrow. And so the New York Mets, they, they, we know what they did in the National League East. They blew it. They lost to San Diego. Jacob deGrom decided to leave. That schmuck, poor guy, he's now going to suffer in Texas with his guaranteed money, at least good for him there. But the New York Mets are abusive. The New York Mets are operating like they're the old New York Yankees, spending with reckless abandon and not giving a damn about any financial implications. Let me, let me tell you this right now. The New York Mets, this is crazy. Even saying this is nuts. The New York Mets have committed to $806 million of contracts this offseason. That's how much money they've committed to for now until the foreseeable future with everybody they signed. Verlander, Correa, Brandon Nimmo, Senga, $800-plus million. The New York Mets current payroll listen to this for this season this year by itself 384 million dollars 110 million dollars in taxes 
Okay? Let me say that again. $110 million in taxes for the New York Mets. The money that the Mets will pay in taxes is more than 10 teams' entire payroll for the upcoming 2023 season. How about the Oakland A's? And sure, we have more offseason to go. The Oakland A's, their payroll as of right now is $50 million. The Pittsburgh Pirates payroll right now, $58 million. Do you think they're going to catch up to the New York Mets payroll of 384? And so if you take the New York Mets payroll, if you take the taxes that they have to pay for jumping past it, that's almost half a billion dollars that the New York Mets are going to pay because of salary. Half a billion dollars. That's ridiculous. The New York Mets have spent more this offseason than the Pittsburgh Pirates have in free agency total since the year 2010. The Mets have lost their damn minds. Steve Cohen was not joking. In his first press conference, he made it very clear. He's like, yeah, I'm going to spend money. I'm not going to be stupid about it. And almost two years after that, as he moves towards his third season, we see it coming to fruition. In his opening press conference, Steve Cohen told everybody, I'm bringing my money and I'm not afraid to use it. This is what he had to say about his ownership, and this is what he had to say about winning. I'm not in this to be mediocre. You know, that's just not my thing. You know, I I want something great. And I know the fans want something great. And so that's my goal, and that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm not in this for a short-term fix, okay? I'm, I'm really, like, thinking about this of trying to build a sustainable franchise, okay? I don't want to be good one year and bad three years. Okay, I want to be good every year. And that's the goal. So, you know, that's the type of uh, business and, you know, team I want to build. But if I don't win a World Series in the next three to five years, you know, I'd like to make it sooner. Then, then you know, obviously, you know, I would consider that slightly disappointing. This guy's like the new George Steinbrenner. Except for he has more money than George Steinbrenner ever had. And he's not afraid to throw it around. The New York Mets got a lot of names. They got a lot of talent. They just stole Carlos Correa from underneath the, the, the San Francisco Giants. Correa, Verlander, Lindor, Pete Alonso, Brandon Nimmo, Max Scherzer, Edwin Diaz got $100 million. Is Steve Cohen bad for baseball? Is the amount of money that he's just throwing around bad for the game let me say this again for the year 2023 the new york mets payroll is almost 400 million dollars the pirates payroll is 60 million dollars the oakland a's payroll is 50 tell me how this is good for the game the answer is it's not i'm going to take your calls on the other side that's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. There were a lot of owners who were afraid of this. 
Steve Cohen making them having to to pay up? Is Steve Cohen and his money and how he spends it, is it bad for the game? I'm going to take your phone calls on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a new listener, but a long time radio personality over the years, and uh, you're just enlightening. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Steve Cohen is spending all of the money. You know what? It's not even money, it's monies with an S, plural. He's spending all of the monies. He's spending all of the Scrooge McDuck paper, uh, the De Niro, just every currency. He got it. I don't know. Take your pick. Steve Cohen is worth 16, 17, 18 billion dollars. I'm sure day by day it might fluctuate by a few bill. He's the richest owner in Major League Baseball. He bought the New York Mets approximately two years ago, like right around Thanksgiving in 2020. And now he's he's spending ridiculously. He said he would not spend like a drunken sailor, but he would spend to build a team that has sustainability and can win now and into the future. And damn it, that he's done. I haven't even talked about some of their prospects who are going to fill out this roster. Your Alvarez, your Beatty's. They they got they got players, man. And but, you know, it's like, hey, here, Max Scherzer, come to the New York Mets. Here's 43 mil. Oh, Carlos Correa, the San Francisco Giants got a, an issue with your health? Don't worry about it. We'll give you a 12-year deal, 315. Francisco Lindor, come on, man. First big hit for the Mets. Here, here's 341 mil. They're giving Brandon Nimmo 162 million. Who else would give him that money? Nobody. And a matter of fact, a, a few seconds ago, I saw that the New York Mets traded James McCann and what a terrible tenure he had with the New York Mets. He was always hurt. They just traded him to the Baltimore Orioles. And I think the New York Mets are like, fine, you only pay $5 million for the rest of his contract, and we'll pay the 18. We'll eat it. Who cares? The New York Mets have a payroll right now that if you include the luxury tax is half a billion dollars. Half a billion that is more than 10 teams combined. This is ridiculous. Let me say this. The New York Mets flat payroll before taxes is about $400 million. The Pirates payroll is 60. The Oakland A's payroll is 50. And let me make this very clear. This is not good for the game of baseball. This is not good for the fans. This is not good for parity. And it's very clear because Major League Baseball does not have a salary cap. They don't have a hard cap similar to the NFL. They don't have a soft cap similar to the NBA. Ask the Golden State Warriors about that. That's why uh, you won't see Draymond Green probably into the future. And Major League Baseball, if you might recall, we almost had a lockout earlier this year. We, we did have a lockout. 
season started late. They agreed to a new CBA that will expire in 2026. You can get taxed, but there is no hard tax. If you got the money and you want to spend it like Steve Cohen, you can. There also isn't a salary floor. So if you want to be a cheapskate like the Oakland A's or the Pirates, you can. And the reason why I'm not complaining too much is because this is what the owners want. They don't care. Some of them don't care at all. And so it really sucks. It's not good for baseball at all. But the owners don't give a damn, so why should I? If they cared, they would have to spend the money. Some of these guys don't want to. they rather pocket it. This is like baseball welfare. It's not good for the game. But a lot of these dudes, I hate to say it, they're like crooks. They don't care about the fan base. Steve Cohen, as much as what he's doing is not good for the greater good of the game, it's good for the Mets. It's good for the Mets fans. And everybody else, hey, deal with your own owner. What do you think about this spending? 855-212-4CBS. Jacob is calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How's it going? Good. What do you think? Uh, I, I completely agree. I think it's terrible for the game right now. I think that all this is doing is uh, widening the uh, the margin of disparity between the big and small markets, between the, like you said, owners that care and don't. And I think that this is terrible for the game, and maybe the only thing that could be good coming out of it is eventually maybe somehow the MLB would convince the owners to let them implement a salary cap or something. But that's about the only reach of a good thing that could come out of this. Right. And it's a tricky thing because nobody wants a salary cap. Because look at where the salaries are. Look how high they're going up. If you had to, quote, unquote, split that money, the players don't want no damn cap either because they make less. The owners don't want a cap because they won't be able to pocket as much. There's going to be a system that regulates what people make and what they don't and how much they spend, and it's the wild, wild west right now. If you're a damn good player, the sky's the limit for how much money you can make. If you're an owner, you can participate in revenue sharing, and you don't even have to put that money back into the team. This is just, it's a sad space. This is one of the reasons when you think about the full economics of baseball, it's like, man, it's destined to crash and burn. One of my favorite memes online, and we cannot play it or share it here with you on the radio because it is vulgar. There is a gentleman standing in front of a whiteboard, and he, is a, he has a graph in front of him. And he goes, basically says, I'll use a different word. The more you screw around, the more you will find out. Major League Baseball is getting closer to screwing around with the money. Everybody's making money, and people are doing what they want with the money. But y'all are, y'all are going to find out if you keep screwing around. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Dan is calling from Wisconsin. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. I love your show, man. Uh, you know, I'm a Brewer fan. It, what is there for me to look forward to? How are you going to compete with them guys? I mean, it's just disgusting. It, throwing money around like that. And I have a question for you. This, uh... well, well, before you ask me, I have a question to you. 
Okay. What do you think about Mark Ananasio? What do you think about how he spends and what he doesn't he, spend he, on it? He, he's probably one of the stupidest owners there is. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he owns a soccer team. He he's in there just to make a few peanuts. You know. He's, so, but he's a, is it is it Steve? So, but is it Steve Cohen's fault that he actually and he doesn't need to be worth sixteen billion dollars to spend money? Like every owner. Can can put money back into his team as yeah. he or she wishes. It's it's up to them. So we can kick Steve Cohen, but wouldn't it be up to the other owners? Yes, if they had the money. I have a question for you now. Oh, they all this, have uh, money. Salary syntax. Where does that go? Does that go to these other clubs with the low payroll, or is the where does that money go? That's Who a very that? good. That's a good question. The 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 luxury tax. Yeah. Why don't I'm they gonna, give that to these lower clubs? If you're 130 million <laughs> over, okay, we'll give some to the pirates, some of them left money for them to spend. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up. But what I already know exists is is, is welfare. Like they already yeah. participate in revenue sharing for the television deals. Yeah. And so if if I'm making money, if I'm the Brewers and I get to play in the same playpen and I get money from the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers, this is the thing. There also isn't a salary floor. There is right. no guarantee that you have to have money or at least go out there and spend it. Well, you mean to tell me that the Brewers are going to get as much money off in TV revenue as the Mets? Who's, they're going to turn in the watch. They're going to turn the TV to watch these big dogs. Well, they, 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 they share the revenue. That doesn't yeah, mean that. What little? Nobody, how much? How much? Well, they split it. They split it evenly. But the point is. No one forces them to spend it. That's right. the problem. There is no salary floor. There is no salary ceiling. It's up to each individual owner to do what he or she decides to do with the cash. Ain't nobody forcing them to spend this. Hey, Marco Belletti, what do you think about Daddy Warbucks here just blowing everybody out the water? Good for him. You know what? Hopefully it wakes up all the owners around Major League Baseball. Because you kind of mentioned it, no salary floor, all that luxury tax money that goes to all these other teams, and then none of them spend it. So what do you want to do? You want to make money or you want to win? So the, the, the teams that want to make money, then you do what you want to do, and that's fine. And the teams that want to win, they're going to try to win. So correct me if I'm wrong. That television revenue that gets split is the same mm-hmm. that the luxury tax money gets spread out as well? The luxury tax money gets, yeah, they they send it to the lower class teams. I had to look up the exact way how it goes. Um, but all the luxury oh. tax gets put into like a bin <laughs> to all those teams that are below a certain amount. Uh, and it's, to, it's up to them, to their discretion. But most of them pocket the money. Correct. So, again, so how is that? Look, we, we like to to poke at the the big bear. We like to poke at the giant because nobody likes the big guy picking on the little guy. But if they're giving the little guy money and then he doesn't spend it and puts it in his pocket and makes more money, whose fault is that? Yeah, but we got a lot. I call them thieves. We got a lot of thieves. They don't care about the franchise. They don't care about the fan base. They care about their own personal bottom line. And, and thank you for clarifying that on the luxury tax. I figured that it was dispersed evenly amongst the bum teams, but – nobody's forcing anybody uh, to, to spend. Nobody's putting a gun in anybody's head and spend. And, oh, yeah, by the way, let me remind you again, they just signed a new CBA. The owners are not clamoring for this, and I wonder why. 
because they can do with the money what they want. And here's the deal. The fans will still show up. For now, the television money will still come in. And it's like, hey, this is the greatest robbery ever. It's kind of crazy. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls here on Steve Cohen. Uh, They're not the only New York team that announced or did or had a few big moves today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I just want to start off by saying you're one of the best in the game, man. I really enjoy listening to your show. I love the show. I discovered it last year when there was actually no sports going on, and uh, I've been loving it ever since. I genuinely love your show. Your takes are great. I may not agree with all of them, but they're on point. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. At the top of the hour, it's going to be time for a new top six list. It's the holiday season. I'm going to give you a top six list of teams that absolutely need a holiday miracle. And we are going all across the world of sports for that one. We got a lot of people on the phone lines right now who have many opinions on Steve Cohen and whether or not his spending is bad for baseball. So we got a lot of people on Uh, please just try to get right to your point. I want to try to get on as many people as possible before we get to the top six. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Chip is calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. Just wanted to tell you real quick, I think – Cohen's great for the game of baseball because I think now the reality of the rules are you got to spend if you want to win. And teams that basically were up at the or were in the playoffs last year, with the exception I think two, are spending the money to try to improve themselves. And if you want to look at some disparity, just the free agent spending according to MLB free agent tracker uh, this year so far, the AL East as a whole division has spent 866.7 million. The AL West has spent 419.4. And in Chicago, where I'm at as a White Sox fan, where our disappointment goes on year after year after year, as a division, they've only spent 188.5. The, the money has got to be spent to make you a winning team. It doesn't guarantee you it, but it certainly puts you in a much better position to win. And if a league or a division is only going to spend 188.5, you're praying that whoever makes it if as their division winner or if they get into a wild card – just hopes to catch lightning in a bottle in the playoffs. Yeah. I'd rather watch my owner spend money to try to improve my ball club and put a product out there year in and year out than just hope that things break our way and we're going to go in on a shoestring budget. Okay. Well, thank you, Chip, for calling from Chicago. Excellent call. Johnny's calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Um, what he's spending, what he's doing, I think is like, hey, he's spending on people who are established. Like I'm, I'm not a baseball guy. I don't, I don't watch baseball. I listen to y'all, listen to you a lot, and talk about it. But my thing is, what the Braves are doing, they basically doing the same thing, but they are doing it for people who only play half a year in the base, in major league, giving them a hundred million dollars. So what's the difference? Like, hey, you paying a guy who haven't even established himself in the major league yet, and a hundred million dollars? That's what I'm like. I like. I don't, I, I'm on. What's your take on that? 
Yeah, no, it's this more than one way to skin a cat. The Braves have certainly take advantage, taken advantage of extending their, their younger guys right out of the gate and before they go out there and hit free agency. I mean, but you look at the deals, whether it's Ozzy Albies or Acuna, and you just look at the contract and you go, well, damn, these guys, they got robbed. Um, I think the Braves, I want to say they hit lightning in a bottle. It's extremely smart to take advantage of those guys so you don't have to necessarily go ahead and dip into the free agency pool. I mean, over the past couple of seasons, you got guys who you would figure to be Atlanta Braves through and through. They're gone. Dansby Swanson is now gone. He's now in, in Chicago. You know, we can look at Freddie Freeman. I mean, this guy is heart and soul wanted to stick around, and now he's gone. They brought in Olsen and got him on a cheaper deal. So uh, the Braves have been ridiculously smart. I don't know how many other teams can necessarily follow in that model. Steve is calling from San Diego. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Good evening, JR. Uh, thank you very much. So um, is the problem uh, Steve Cohen paying too much, or is it the other owners not ponying it up and paying as much. The problem I have, uh, especially in San Diego, in Southern California, we have a lot of options for entertainment. We draw a lot of people from out of the area who want to come and see their team play in our city. That's a given, and we accept that, and we appreciate that. My problem is, you know, when you're paying $50 to park a car, $15 for a beer, for three of us to go to a ball game, it's easily uh, four to five hundred dollars. Um, that's where I have a problem, and I think a problem for baseball is, is that if I can sit in my living room and see quality baseball on quality TV, I think at some point it's going to bite them in the butt. At yeah. what point I don't know. Well, I, I gave a chart, and thank you, Steve, for calling from San Diego. I, I told everybody about my favorite chart. You continue to screw around, you will find out sooner than later. And that is a huge economic issue for baseball down the line. Whether or not they realize it over the next 5, 10, 15 years, uh, we'll certainly see. Thomas is calling from Louisville. What do you think about Steve Cohen and his spending? Hey, how you doing, JR? Um, so <clears throat> I think with the you know the smaller market teams, I've I've always thought that they need to implement a salary cap in baseball just, you know, to even out the playing field a little bit because, I, I'm, you know, I've been a diehard Reds fan since I was little. And, you know, the, the lack of spending, um, you know, being a smaller market, you can't – I mean, you can't compete with the big the big markets, the, you know, L.A.'s and New York's of the world. And, um, you know, and, the, and we have a rich history in baseball, but I just – the salary cap, I think – would be great. I mean, it works in other sports, um, wow. you know, football and, the, and basketball works, in, you know, in those sports. And it doesn't always guarantee you success. Um, I know generally the, the most successful teams in the regular season have been the ones that spend the most, but um, they also um, don't always win the World Series either. And, um, you know, so teams like, you know, Cincinnati and Oakland with smaller markets, they got to, you know, really do well in the draft and, um, you know, kind of, you know, Get players yeah. that have been serviceable in the league, you know, kind of like uh, that's why I really admire Billy Bean as a as a GM because he's he's been great at that for a long time, developing players and getting players that have been in the league that sure. you know other teams overlook. So I think you know, like it's, I said, I've always just wanted a salary cap in baseball. I hear you, um, Thomas. You know, just well, to, to level out the playing gotcha. field. Well, thank you for calling from Louisville. Yeah, the owners have to vote on that. 
That's it. And if I'm putting all the money in my back pocket, well, I'm going to vote yes. Richard's calling from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting comment. Uh, it's really not, and we've talked about this a little bit, you and I, uh, it's not really the size of the market. Look at San Diego. It's the size of the wallet of the owner. The market size is irrelevant. It's about the, the ability to raise capital and the wealth. And Cohen is a really is a smart guy, and he's a wealthy guy. But one of the things, kicking the can down the road, which is what he's doing, what I would be careful about if I was a Mets fan, you've got two all-stars that are going to have their payday right around the corner. And, you know, you got Alonzo and you got McNeil. Uh, you pile those guys on, what are they going to look like in two to three years when they have to compensate those two guys? And they still don't have a catcher. They've got McCann. No, they, that, that's not true. They they just traded for a catcher, and they have one of the best prospects in baseball, Francisco Alvarez, who they'll have under control for the next couple of seasons. I think in the larger picture, whether you're the New York Mets and you're looking at your younger prospects or whether you're the New York Mets and thinking about the next quote-unquote guys that need to be paid, I think it's very simple. Steve Cohen does not care. Justin Verlander just took his money. million over the next two years. And when asked, hey, Justin Verlander, why in the hell did you choose the New York Mets? Justin Verlander had a very simple answer, and I want you to hear it right now. This means a lot to him, and he wants to intimately know the the people and players that are are part of this thing. So... um... You know, what more could you what more could you want from an owner as a player than that? And ultimately, that was, you know, one of the driving factors. There was no way in hell Max Scherzer would have been a Met, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa. I can go on and on and on just since this man took over. These dudes wouldn't have been Mets. Daddy Warbucks is here and he's spending all the cash. And oh, yeah, by the way, the Yankees had a press conference today to announce that Aaron Judge resigned. It's been a long time, a very long time, since the New York Mets have garnered this much attention and have spent more, ever, really, at least spending, than the Yankees. This is a wild space. And yeah, Steve Cohen, what he's doing is not good for the game. But it's the other owners. They're the ones who have to say something about it. But then you can speak with your wallet too. Don't show up. Don't patronize. Don't spend. Don't pay. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, it's time for a new top six list. I'm going to tell you about the top six teams that absolutely need a holiday miracle. Who's number one? We'll give you the whole list on the other side here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.